Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Working Mum podcast. Today I have a chat with entrepreneur Kate Toon. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real world tips, tricks and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. My name is Karina O'Brien, a fellow working parent trying to manage the juggle. Each week, we'll be looking at all things related to working parents with special guests and solo episodes to help you navigate the world of having children and a career. Hey, mamas, how's your week going? How many of you are currently homeschooling and wrangling class timetables with also trying to do Zoom meetings? I'm sure it's a bit of a chaos in your home at the moment. But as I recently saw, this is not the definition of working from home. This is working during a crisis. Today's guest is Kate Toon. We recorded this podcast pre-COVID, but as you will discover, all of the topics that we talk about are just as relevant today as what they are at any point in our lives as working mums. So let's just get into it and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, mamas, and welcome to the Working Mama podcast. Today, I am very excited. I'm also having a fangirl moment because I have Kate Toon on the podcast with us today. Kate, if you don't know, is an award-winning SEO copywriter and consultant with almost two decades of experience in all things advertising, digital, and writing. She's originally from the UK, but now based outside of Sydney, and she's a working mama that's built a very great empire, and I can't wait to speak with her today. So welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. So why don't we kick it out off, and without further ado, how would you best describe yourself? Oh, gosh. Uh... It's a hard one, isn't it? So the, the last bio that I wrote for myself, I described myself as a writing entrepreneur because I guess I'm an entrepreneur, uh, although that's sometimes a bit of an uncomfortable name. And most of my entrepreneurial success comes from my writing, whether it's writing books or podcasts or courses. So yeah, I think a writing entrepreneur with, with, with a couple of different businesses and lots of different bits and bobs. But really, I guess business owner that doesn't sound quite as sexy does it yeah but it's true but you're definitely an entrepreneur and doing very well at it thank you I hope so (laughs) and so you've just said you're an entrepreneur and we've got and as I read earlier we've got 20 years of experience what's been your career pathway for Kate Toon to where you are today well, um, I did a, a pointless degree in, in history, which so that was no use, so no kind of vocational training. And from there, I went to do various jobs and worked in events. And then about, gosh, it would be about 20 years ago now, I got into digital marketing. So websites were just starting in the UK. And I built uh, Marks and Spencer's first website, the first ever e-commerce site in the UK. Oh, wow. Agency. I know, so I'm very old. Um, and then from there, worked in lots of different ad agencies, you know, working my way up, I guess, until back and forth, Australia, UK, until about, I say, gosh, 11 years ago when I was working at an agency and I was on the board and I was, you know, head of digital and firing people. And it was so miserable. 
that I left that job and became a contractor. Again, quite senior, had a lot of people working for me. So I was contracting, I was crying on the bus on the way to work. Advertising agencies are very difficult to work in. And then I found myself pregnant. Hurrah! Yeah. And because <laughs> I was contracting, it meant that I wasn't going to get any maternity leave or anything like that. And I had no savings. I was the major breadwinner in our family. We were living in a little rented one bedroom. And I thought, I really need to start a business and make some money lickety split. So I set up a website and kind of the rest is history, sort of. It's been a funny last 10 years. I've done lots of different things, but that's how I got into having my own business. Wow. And for those that don't know the businesses that you've got, what are the businesses that you've, and the different platforms that you're currently working on at the moment? Well, I started out as a I started out as katetoon.com and I did a little bit of everything. So graphic design, information architecture, copywriting. And then I kind of honed in on copywriting and then I honed in on SEO copywriting and started doing little SEO courses and working with big brands on, on their search engine optimization. And I did that for about the first five or six, five years, I'd say, of my business when my son was very little because obviously when I started my business, my son was in my tummy. I was five months pregnant. so. It wasn't really until he went to school that I really started working on the other parts of my businesses, which I've now got two. One's called the Clever Copywriting School, where I teach copywriters how to have successful copywriting businesses. And that's a membership, uh, courses, a shop, a directory, a job board, and now a conference and a podcast. And then the other business is the Recipe for SEO Success, where I teach small businesses and e-com stores how to rank better on Google and get more traffic and conversions. And that's, again, a big course, smaller courses, a shop, a podcast, and a membership. So, yeah. And I don't really now have any direct clients. I haven't for the last couple of years. So I don't I don't write copy for anybody other than myself now. Wow, you're a busy lady with two businesses and multiple podcasts and online courses. It sounds very busy. <laughs> I am, yeah. But it's not just me. Um, over the last couple of years, I have built a small team very slowly and rather reluctantly. So I do have a lot of support. So I'm not superwoman. Um, I still, you know, I work mostly just school hours, but I have a few slightly longer days. But I do have people helping me now. Fantastic. And you talked about early on that you were, by understanding this situation where you were contracting you were the major breadwinner um, for your family and so how do you think becoming a mum has changed then your perception of working career and parenthood and to that what surprised you as well the most oh gosh I, I, I just think we're all inherently deeply selfish until we have children and the shock to our system of having to put this other little creature first is is you know never-endingly surprising uh, what it does to you I think you know, I've never worked as hard since I've had my own business, you know, I, and I've never felt so guilty. I think that's the other thing, you know, the mom guilt, the parent guilt is yep. incredible. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, obviously, I have to thank getting pregnant for starting my business. I don't think I would have been brave enough to do it otherwise, or it would have taken me a lot longer. So I'm eternally thankful for that. Um, and, you know, I'm eternally thankful to my business that it's enabled me to work at home, you know, be able to go to a few school things. Not all of them, because some of them are awful. Uh, but I have, the <laughs> uh, I have the option. I get to pick my son up from school pretty much every day and drop him off every day. And... 
you know, that is a luxury that so many uh, mums don't have. So I'm, you know, I'm grateful for that. No, it's definitely, uh, I think you've, being able to build your own business around the hours that you want to work, uh, I think is, yeah, as you're saying, it's the epiphany of what everyone would would want because uh, not all, when you're in a big organisation, often that flexibility isn't there. Or if you're working one hour, you've got to then make it up in another. So definitely having your own uh, business does bring in that luxury. Have there been challenges of having your own business uh, and also needing to, to be, obviously be a mum? Have there been challenges along the way that you've found? Yes. How much time have we got? Oh, uh, we can talk all day if you want. <laughs> in the early days when I was, you know, pregnant, I was trying to get my business off the ground. That was pretty challenging. And then, you know, I had a tiny baby trying to trying to breastfeed, but couldn't work at home necessarily. Um, and so trying to go to co-working spaces and you know, pump milk and put it in the fridge so my husband and you know and just being horribly horribly poor for the first couple of years just desperately poor and having to make choices between you know buying that courgette or buying an onion you know like Mm. it was grim and then as your kid gets older and you know they need more attention and you want to do the things you want to be that mum that's baking cookies and doing crafts but you also and you feel guilty that you actually enjoy working and it feels a bit of a relief to be working again. And then they get older again and different challenges. Like I've been speaking a lot and, and traveling away from home and the guilt that comes from that, but then also the enjoyment. So huge challenges all the way along. Um, and I think my son is now 10 and there's just going to be different challenges when he's a de- teenager. You know, I don't think it gets, you sort of think, oh, when they're out of nappies, when they're, when they're, you know, they're eating food, when you don't have to take baby wipes with you everywhere, it's all going to be easy. But it's like, nope, it's just different stuff. They get cheeky and, and they want things. And <laughs> so, yeah, heaps of challenges. Um, I still think I've had it easier than someone who has to have a full-time job and drop their kid off at childcare in the morning then come back and pick them up and then still do all the mum things. I think that would be incredibly challenging. Um, so I still feel... Even though there's challenges, I still feel like I've drawn a good card, you know? Yeah, you're definitely very lucky. And you talk about the mum guilt. How do you manage that when you are traveling and and being busy? Because it's, I think, something that everyone, I think mums, fathers, all experience uh, parent guilt uh, along the way. Yeah, I like to call it parent guilt because in our in my family, my partner and I, we do pretty much share the childcare 50-50, probably 60-40 with me doing 60 because mums just t- take the mental load a lot of the time, I think, of remembering, you know, Bob's birthday party and the dental appointment. But, yes, it is challenging, I think. Um, but the truth is, I, the way I put it, is if I spent 24 hours a day with my son, looking at him, playing with him, he would... He would it would drive him crazy you know like he needs his own time he needs to spend time with other people and have different experiences we have an amazing uh, babysitter that comes over and she's been coming over the last two years he has a different time with her they do different things she has different stories and different jokes and that's enriching his life and also I need to be enriched do you know what I mean I'm, I, I'm not a cow in the field I need to I need to have interesting experiences um, and, and be fulfilled because you know that that's important for my mental well-being and then I'm a better mum I think the only way that I've balanced it is that I try and 
be present when I'm present. So if it's my time with my son, I try and spend time with him as best I can. Because, you know, watching him watch YouTube videos about Fortnite is not that interesting to me, but I will sit there for a bit. And then when I'm doing my work stuff, I'm doing my work stuff. So, I, you know, I have a little sign. I have a hut in my back garden where I do my work called the Toon Cave. And I have a sign in the window that says, you know, don't come in. I'm recording a podcast or something like that. And obviously I leave that up sometimes when I'm not recording a podcast. He knows, <laughs> he knows that when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm not, I'm not. And I don't work in the evenings and I don't work at weekends. So you know, we've got to work. Unfortunately, in today's society, we don't have the luxury of just sitting at home all day. You know, both parents generally have to work these days. And, you know, I think kids have a pretty good life. You know, my son has a pretty excellent life. I do a lot more with him than my parents did with me. And I think the thing is, no matter what you do, you're going to feel guilty. Um, and your kid's going to resent you for one reason or another. So, you, you know, it's, you just have to make the best of it. Yeah, and accept that guilt. Yeah, yeah. Get over it. I mean, you know, especially when your kids get older, they're happy doing stuff on their own. They're happy being with their friends. They don't want their mum hovering over them every two minutes. So in, in some respects, it does get easier. The other thing that I've been fortunate to do is I've said to a few of the events that I've gone to, I have to bring my son, you know, otherwise I can't speak. And they've said, okay, bring your son. And he's been there and, you know, maybe played his iPad or read a book. And I haven't been able to stay for the whole day. But that's a good compromise as well. So maybe we do the conference in the morning and then in the afternoon we go and do something that he wants to do. So I, I, that's worked well for me as well. That's a really good uh, suggestion about actually being able to take your son along and, and being open about it as a parent, that um, that not shying away from from that as well and and also probably seeing his mum up on stage giving you a presentation he may not always say it but he's like hey maybe that's kind of cool my mum's up on stage and and look at uh, look at what she's doing look at my, my instagram the other day and i have hardly got any followers but he's like mum you're doing all right look at the likes you're getting and he's like how many how many followers do you have on youtube because he's obsessed with youtube and i've got like a thousand which is pathetic but he said that's pretty good mum well done so yeah and i think the thing is as well um as parents, it's so important not to try and hide the fact that we have children. So I've never done, I've always like gone, oh, I can't come to that, my kid's sick or my childcare's falling through. I've never been like made an excuse that pretended I didn't have children. You know, my son has walked in when I've done conference calls. He's interrupted in the middle of podcasts because that's life. And I've never tried to hide that because I think people these days are much more accepting of it. You know, we've all seen, remember the, we all know the video where the little girl in the yellow jumper comes marching in as her dad's doing the news recording. Yes, yes I remember that. Yep. Groundbreaking because it resonated with so many people and so many of us are trying to pretend that we don't have children, but also trying to pretend that we're brilliant parents. And the two things, they're just mutually exclusive. exclusive. You know? Yes. So, yeah, I think just integrating him now, it's pretty good because he's 10 and he's very technical. So he actually makes all the videos for my um, business. He does all my editing in Camtasia um, and he does all my gifts and book postage. He writes out all the envelopes and sends those all out and takes them to the post office. So I've actually got a little slave, which is great. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. I pay him pretty well. I pay him pretty well. He has $20 an hour which I think is pretty amazing. So um, That's amazing yeah. for a 10-year-old. I know. Tell, believe me, he's got, so, he's got about seven Rubik's Cubes in the last six months because he's just, he's rolling in it. But he works very hard and he, you know, he tries. And I'm like, I want to, 
not that I want to teach him to be an entrepreneur because he doesn't necessarily have to do that but I do want to show that if you know if you put the effort in then you can make money and and the more effort you put in and time in the more money you can make um so yeah <laughs> that, that's sort of teaching him a life lesson a bit as well I hope yeah, that's actually funny because a friend of mine um, in my mother's group, we had a WhatsApp chat. We've got a WhatsApp chat and, and she said, why do you work? Is it, do you think it's good for your children to see you working? And um, my response was, I said, yes, because I've got a son. And I said, I want to make sure that he can see that women can have a career and, and also have a family. And I said, I want him to have that in a role model that, yep, I can do it. And also then for my husband, who's very hands-on, um, that he can say, yep, dad's dad's pretty much there and he's around all the time. So I can also do that as well. So it's also about being role models for the future generations. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. I can't believe anyone would even ask, do you think it's good for your kids to see you working? I mean, of course it is. Like, were we living in the 1940s? Like, you know, no one would ask that of a man ever. Do you think it's good for your kids to see you working? No one would ever ask a dad that. So, yeah, hopefully times are changing and it's not something that we have to feel is unusual that we dare to have a business and work and, and have children. Hopefully it's pretty much going to become the norm. Um, yeah, and I hope that it, yeah, it's definitely also equalised between males and females because I know sometimes I get, oh, but you're a mum. Are you able to travel? I'm like, but are you asking the same question to a father? No. So what's the difference? Exactly. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, it makes it, it almost makes me a bit hard under the colour that it's very backward thinking I think um perfectly capable of being a great mum and having a great job also you know equally would never judge anybody who doesn't want to have a job or a business and wants to be a full-time mum it's just like let's just take our little judgy hats off and just let people do what they want to do for goodness sake <laughs> exactly and embrace embrace the people that are doing that and and actually recognize it I actually take my hat off to stay-at-home mums I said that's a tough gig because I know that I can take my son to childcare a couple of days and we've got some flexibility. Um, and I'm definitely a better mother by working as what you were saying about being present. Um, I'm yeah. definitely a lot more present with him on the day and around him on the days that I'm not um, working, working. So yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's always the grass is greener, you think on the other side, but I think no matter which way raising children and raising a family is, is definitely hard work, no matter which way we look at it. Exactly. A hundred percent. So just moving on a little bit, what advice would you give your younger self about parenting and being a mum from what you know now? I think, you know, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because whenever I'm in groups and stuff, people are like, oh, I really appreciate uh, the early years because they grow up so fast. And when you're in those early years, you're like, yeah, but I want to achieve this and I, I really want my business to be a success. And again, you know, that, the guilt comes in. Um, and obviously now my son is older, I do look back and think, oh, you know, did I, did I spend enough time with him? But again, you can't sit there and constantly just sit all day and appreciate your children. You know, sometimes they drive you up, up the wall. I think I would say that the world will wait. It's advice I tend to give my members a lot, a lot of whom are, are mums with small children. You know, you think that everything has to be done right now. You're seeing other people having successes in certain things and you're thinking, I'm getting left behind. I'm not doing enough. It's like the world will absolutely wait there is plenty of time for everybody you know the person that's done you know you have this great idea and you see someone else doing it 
who cares? In two years' time, they probably still won't be doing it. You can bring out your thing. It'll be fresh. It'll be new. People will buy their thing and your thing. People will just buy your thing because they've never heard of the other person. So I think we put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves to do all the stuff right now. And the only thing, I think the best advice I would give to myself is, you know, take your time. The world will wait. It's a slow build. I've been doing this for nearly 11 years now. And it, and it, you know, I didn't have all those things that I talked about earlier when I started. It's built up over time and there's more opportunities around the corner. You know, it's, it, things will happen. I could be speaking at events every week and think I've got to do that because this is my time because soon I'll be too old. But that's not true. You know, in five years time, I'll still be the same person. I can still speak at events. So, yeah. The world will wait would be my advice. Oh, what great advice as well. I think that's certainly everyone goes through that, uh, of course, um, along the way. And you said at, at the start that you're working um, and traveling quite a bit and, and obviously doing that parenting share 60-40 at the moment. How do you manage the juggle um, in raising your your son of, of having a business and, and still being around for your, for your son and, and having that quality time together? How do you manage it all? Well, you know, some days well, some days not so well. You know, uh, I, uh, I think I spent a while as well trying to compensate. So, you know, if I'd been away, I would always come back with a gift or because I'd been away, I would plan some elaborate thing for my son to kind of make up for the fact that I'd been away. So, oh, we'll go, we'll go away, we'll go here, we'll stay there, we'll go to the zoo. And, and again, you know, it's been really only the last couple of years where I've realised that's not what he wants, you know. He just wants to hang out at home and go to the shops and go to the beach and get an ice cream that I don't need to compensate. Uh, you know, I just need to give him time. Um, and there is only so much time to go around. So, you know, again, another little lesson is to just involve your children as much as possible. You know, like, yeah, sit on your laptop while they're watching stuff on the telly and do some work and chat to them. They don't need you to be constantly looking in their eyeballs um if it's a choice between not getting the thing done or not watching um in the night garden uh i would i would just do the thing while watching in the night garden you know like <laughs> try and combine try and get you get your kids licking stamps get them putting things in envelopes get them you know seeing your job as not something that takes them away from you but as something that they can be involved in and excited about and and be proud of their mum you know because that's that's a lovely feeling. Yeah, and it's probably a good, great feeling for both ch child and also mother of actually teaching the children new skills and, and seeing them grow and, and blossom and develop. And even like your son doing the video editing, like that's amazing skill that he'll be able to use for his whole life. Yeah, and he's testing out what he likes. Is that something he would like to do? You know, like he was doing little drawings for me and writing little things and, you know, obviously some of it's to a degree when he was younger, just playing at being a business. But, you know, he loves coming in. I've got a second desk in my office just for him. And he comes in and he does his work for an hour and we chat, and we have the music on and we have hot chocolate and biscuits. And it's, it's a fun time, you know, and maybe I'm not working at 170% doing high level corporate thinking. Uh, you know, maybe I'm just reconciling zero, but it, it just enables me to you know there's no more time in the day so anything that we can kind of do together that makes that just helps a little bit no not too much I wouldn't want him sitting here for eight hours a day yeah but, you yeah. know once a, once a week he comes in for a couple of hours and, it, and it, that even that little bit helps the other great tip I've got another really important tip if your kids are a little bit 
older is to really work on insourcing. So often when we've got a business, we think about outsourcing and getting a VA and a bookkeeper and a designer. But insourcing is great. It's when you give jobs to your family rather than doing them yourselves. So very early on, I think since my son was six, it's always been his job to empty the dishwasher in the morning, to put food in the dog's bowl, to do the dog's water bowls. And then as he gets older, the little jobs increase. And now he also sort of sweeps up the kitchen. He gets his own breakfast. And look, it maybe saves me 20 minutes in the morning but it gives him a sense of responsibility in the family. And that 20 minutes just means I can start the day feeling a bit more brighter rather than rushing around like a mad fool and getting to my desk sweaty and exhausted. Every minute counts sometimes. So if you can insource a few jobs, that's another idea. Oh, it's definitely a great tip. Uh, no, well, that's a fantastic one. And you talk about how you've, you've built up this business over the last 11 years. How have you gone about doing this um, whilst also having a son and what are some other tips and advice for women that are wanting to go down this path because I know that the flexibility with workplaces and women having their own businesses is definitely something that it's an area that people want to go into they want that flexibility for careers and being able to do school drop-off and pickups but also I know there's the flip side of the imposter syndrome as well so how have you overcome the imposter syndrome to then also then have this successful business uh, 11 years later? Well, most of us when we became mums, you know, we didn't just become mums and everything we'd done before has been wiped blank. We all did things before. We all had skills and jobs and abilities. And I think sometimes when you've taken some time out to have a child, maybe, you know, maybe taking some time off, you can feel a little bit kind of doughy and slow and like you can't quite remember how you did those things. And therefore that breeds imposter syndrome that you're out of the game and that people aren't going to have faith in you anymore. It's just not true. You know, it'll take you a little bit of time to get back up to speed. Um, and then you'll be just the same as you were before, you know, slightly sleep deprived, but that's life and that's what coffee's for. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's important if, you, if you've come out the other side of, of having a children, you're ready to kind of do something and you don't want to go back to the workforce. It's important to really look at the skills that you have and try to apply them. So the only thing that I sometimes see a lot of mums do is they go, you know, I want to sell stuff. I want to sell cute stuff. I want to have an e-commerce store. And, and honestly, that is one of the hardest businesses to get off the ground. I, I, you know, I've had hundreds of people take my course and e-commerce stores are hard. You've got to do stock. You've got to spend money. You've got to get branding out there. You know, if you want to do cute kids clothes, welcome to the 25 billion other people that want to sell cute kids clothes. So Try to, you know, I always think about three things. Do people want it? Will it make me money? And will I enjoy it? And I try to have all three. So look at the skills you already have. How can you apply them? You know, do you need to start a store? Could you, you know, if, what did you do before? You're an accountant. Could you just start with a few hours of bookkeeping? You know, do you have great project management skills? Could you become a virtual assistant? You know, and don't try to start off maybe doing the amazing thing that you dream of, start small, you know, you've got 10 hours a week, just start small, build it up. And then over time it will evolve. I don't, I feel like I'm babbling a little bit now, but you know, I think keep your expectations relatively low, start small, look at the skills you have and, and just give it time as well. I think that's great advice. And no, definitely not babbling from what I, from what I just heard, I think was definitely very good advice. Um, and you also talk about then the skills that people have 
Um, yeah. When you're on mat leave, often you think you've, you're out of the workforce. Things have really changed in, in 12 months. I know when I was on mat leave, I went on mat leave for 11 months and I was like, yeah. geez, you come back and there's a new new manager in this area. There's new even IT systems. Everything's changing. And also in the digital world, if you work in the digital space, things are changing so rapidly. How and what's your advice for women if they're on mat leave or just coming back to really keep up to date with what's happening, particularly in the digital space for when they do return? Well, like, I mean, how up to date do you need to be as well? Like there are a lot of flash in the pan kind of digital things that come and go, you know, like everyone was uh, raving about Periscope a couple of years ago and that doesn't seem to be around anymore. TikTok's the latest thing. Um, you know, how long will that work? Is it relevant? So, you know, look at the core digital things that still are around, you know, it's the principles don't change as much as everything changes, the more it stays the same, you know, people want to deal with people, relationships matter, you know, good writing, good graphic design will be any kind of snazzy new app that does X, Y, and Z. But also I think look again internally to your values as a human, you know, you can't be good at everything, but maybe you're great at planning. Maybe you're a good writer. Maybe you're really great at diplomacy and talking to people. You know, maybe you're really good with numbers. Those core skills are still there. Yeah, they might be a bit you know, dull at the moment because you've taken some time off. It won't take long for them to get back up to speed. I just think we build this stuff up in our heads. You know, the person who was there for the last 11 months probably still isn't across everything you think they are because a lot of people coast at work and don't take it too seriously. So I think it, it's just a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, it's just a weird kind of hormone that's released into our body when we have children that we suddenly start doubting ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I've never doubted myself as much since I, the more old, the older I get, the more I doubt myself, uh, not in a negative way, but because when you're young, you're just blind and you just think you're good at everything. And there's this exuberant confidence. Doubting your ability, I think shows that you care and that you want to learn and that you want to improve. And therefore it's a good thing. So just turn it around in your head and go, you know, there is, there is a lot to take in. There's a lot of new things. What am I going to tackle first? Just how am I going to eat this elephant? I'm going to eat it one bite at a time and just be patient with yourself and realize as well that everybody else feels exactly the same way. When you realize that, then it kind of it doesn't feel quite so bad. <laughs> no, and every mom has experienced it and you're not alone. We've all been there before. Uh, but I guess it's also, and it seems to be throughout the podcast I'm doing with all, so many of the guests, it all seems to be as well around the mental perception um, and how we are tackling it and viewing it from uh, from our own brain of about how we're processing it. Because when you break it down, as you said, it's not as difficult, but you may think initially going, this seems to seem so overwhelming, but that who's actually telling you that? It's your own self-doubt and your own thoughts as opposed to going, nah, and just backing yourself, you can do this and just break it down and and you will get there. My mindset, I think, is so important in running your own business in anything. And I think we underestimate how important it is. The stories we tell ourselves become our reality. And so we need to tell ourselves different stories. And we just have this terrible habit. And social media has obviously encouraged it of looking at everyone else and thinking that they're doing great. And, and even though we know in our rational minds that it's not true and we're just seeing the best version of themselves. But yeah, mindset, I think, will make or break you. And especially as a small business owner, 
to get up every day and do your thing and motivate yourself and sit and, and be consistently there is incredibly hard and it's not for everybody um, and it's take, taken me quite a while to just get over all those mindset hurdles and go I have value I have something to offer not everyone's gonna like me that's okay I am enough I'm doing my best and my best is all I can do what a great mindset and what a great advice um, to, to share with so many other people. Thank you so much for that. I noticed that you've got a LinkedIn course um, and I know from a professional working mother perspective, LinkedIn is, and I, I'm a massive advocate uh, for LinkedIn and run a lot of internal training around it. How do you think that um, people can use this just at a very high level to their advantage? I mean, my LinkedIn, yeah. my LinkedIn course, you know, it's a fairly basic beginner course, just encouraging people to, you know, not treat their profile like a CV. I don't need to know that you passed home economics when you were 16. Um, to, you know, have a decent professional photo, not a picture of you at your cousin Kevin's wedding. Uh, to, you know, make connections. It's a relationship platform. So don't be frightened about accepting connections from people you don't know. That's the whole point. Um, I, I'm a, I, I'm, I like to call myself a little bit of a LinkedIn whore that's <laughs> and uh, I, I'm open to connecting with anyone because you never know where the next connection is going to come from and you know and keeping your profile up to date and, and making sure it's a good reflection of who you are and where you're at adding your professional qualifications and then if you are you know in small business or you're trying to market yourself adding content to the site or sharing other people's content or getting involved in conversations like using the platform you can't just whack up your LinkedIn page and expect it to do anything all the social media platforms reward time on site, engagement with the platform. So the more you're on there, the more you do, the more you connect, the better result you're going to get. And it's kind of a cumulative effect. So LinkedIn for me is, is great. I mean, for me, a lot of my uh, business comes from Facebook. Uh, that's where a lot of my community is. Um, and I, the other thing I would say that's important is to be yourself wherever you are. Like, don't suddenly start talking in a la-di-da professional corporate way on LinkedIn if that's not who you are. Be yourself wherever you are, like whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, because that consistency of, of, of personality breeds trust and authenticity and, and people will think you're real. Whereas if you flip and flop between the different platforms and, you know, try and sound professional here and friendly here, I think people will think you're a bit of a faker and, and won't trust you quite so much. That authenticity, authenticity is definitely important uh, across social media. That's for, that's for sure. And what about using LinkedIn when you're on say maternity or parental leave? Do you think it's something that you should still stay active on and of sharing content or just go, look, I'm not at work at the moment, maybe not access it? What's your thought on that? Yeah, uh, I think you have to have boundaries. And do you? I mean, I think boundaries are super important. Uh, so, you know, what you will and won't do, when you will and won't do it. Um, obviously, you have to be flexible. But boundaries are very important, I think, in, in mum business life do you agree <laughs> I do yeah I, I I actually enjoyed being on maternity leave have actually have I looked at it as a career break so for yeah. me it was just a bit of a refresh I'd been working for 15 plus years I was like I was also just a bit exhausted and I really enjoyed just sitting back and focusing on my son and then I reached a point where I need the mental stimulation and that's yeah. when I then slowly started getting back into this but that was probably about he was maybe eight months old so for me 
I, yeah, as I said, my break was there. And so I really didn't access a lot of the channels um, for that very reason. I almost needed a break from a lot of elements and particularly on LinkedIn. Um, but I, yeah, I think definitely having the boundaries um, around that. I will like, for example, my personal boundary, which is actually largely from my husband's influence. I won't share any photos of my son online um, because of, being we want him to have his own social presence if he chooses to do so but that's entirely up to him so that for me is a personal boundary of really not sharing that kind of content so um yeah, definitely, definitely agree with um with boundaries yeah i mean i i don't you know unfortunately i didn't have i guess i would call it the luxury of being able to take a break because i had to earn i had to get straight back into working when my son was very small um because we just didn't didn't have the money unfortunately so i didn't ever have that luxury and then in terms of like consuming social media like you know I try not to be the person checking their social media when they're with their child at the playground. But, you know, again, there's, there's that meme, isn't it? Don't judge the mother that's on her phone. You don't know what she's doing. She could be looking up organic cookie recipes. Exactly. Or she'd be scrolling through Instagram because she's bleeding exhausted and she needs five minutes break. So do not judge. Uh, yeah, I think it's just it's a lot of societal pressure on on women particularly to be these perfect beings you know to be wonderful wives to be great mothers wonderful deep now brilliant business women as well but also while doing all of that they have to be gym fit sexy making organic meals and awesome and it's like it's, something's got to give otherwise you're going to have a nervous breakdown so boundaries are important but also forgiving yourself is important too if if, if you want to scroll through Instagram while they are doing something, do not beat yourself up, you know, like it's not the end of the world. There's a lot of worse things happening to children than having a mum that for five minutes looks at Instagram, you know, yeah. uh, so much pressure on ourselves, don't we? <laughs> we do. And it's also what society's done, which is sad because it's like, right, mums, you've still got to work, but then still have children and, and then, but you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that. And you're like, well, how could, I'm even struggling at the moment, for example, fitting in exercise. And I used to love going for runs and now at the moment I'm going, I don't have any time for this because also I've got a little bit of mum guilt and on weekends, I think, well, then no, that's family time. I shouldn't be taking myself off to a Pilates class. So, but I'm like, well, also I need a bit of my own uh, physical health, you know, to help be there for my family. So if it's not one thing, it's another. Is and the thing is, you know, that we've been sold this myth that we can have it all, and and especially women, we've really been told you can have it all, you can do all these things, and we can have it all, just not all at once, you know. So again, like maybe right now, you know, your exercise is taking a bit of a dip, but you're being a good mom, and your business is going well, and your relationships going well. In a couple of years, maybe you'll put dial up the exercise knob. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, fiddling with the knobs and trying to get the balance right but it's really really important to I do not believe there is life and business balance I do not believe in that you know there's never that day where you wake up you've slept perfectly you do your Pilates class at 5 a.m come home make organic porridge with your child and laugh and do some crayoning with wooden pencils and then go to school come back and have a brilliant day at work husband comes home you have a laugh over dinner drink wine have amazing sex yeah who has that day no. <laughs> you know, like accepting that there will be good days of business and then good days of mumness and good days of being healthy and not but then will rarely be in the same day or the same week possibly the same month 
and 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 again accepting that that's the truth for everybody uh, even that woman on instagram who's posting all the pictures of herself looking marvelous she's exactly. still yeah struggling. i've <laughs> even heard it as a, not rather than work-life balance but work-life integration yes yes or just work-life struggle and just accepting yeah. the and you know I, there's a great book called the subtle art of not giving a i won't say yep. the final yeah one of the things talks about is you have to enjoy the struggle not just the end result so you know if you want to be a marathon runner you have to be the kind of person that actually gets some degree of pleasure of waking up at 5 a.m and running for two hours you have to enjoy that bit not just the marathon so i think it's about kind of you know reframing the stories we tell ourselves you wake up in the morning and you go look instead of going oh i've got to do this and this and this, I've got to make my lunch, then I've got to work on my business. Go, look what I get to do today. I get to spend time with my son. I get to drop him off at daycare, work a bit on my business, pick him up, watch some telly. Then I get to have dinner with my family in my lovely house with my partner or not with my partner, whatever your situation is. And I get to do that again and again and again. And reframing it is to look what I get to do, how lucky I am. But enjoying the struggle and the, the fact that you even got to have children, you know, so many people don't, or the fact you even have a business. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to be grateful all the time, but if you can practice that gratitude, it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah. And what you're saying earlier, it's about reframing that mindset. Mm, yeah. Which is hard. Can't yeah. do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> And you wrote a blog post, which I I love, that was um, back in 2013. You said, did our mum's generation have it easy? What are your thoughts on from what you wrote back in 2013 and how things have changed and which generation would you prefer to be in, given the choice? Uh, uh, 9,000% this generation. Yeah, you know, I, I think the opportunities that we have, especially, you know, living in, in the Western world in, in this time period, obviously it just gets better and better for us, you know, the things that we're able to do. When I, even when I started 10 years ago as a kind of SEO person, there were no other women that I knew of in Australia doing freelance SEO. And I went into groups, I was on LinkedIn, I was on Google, I could not find anybody. There were people in America, there was no one here. Now I look around and there are oodles, and you know, there's Facebook groups called like-minded whatever, drinking wine, and people put up about, do you know anyone who does SEO? And there's lots and lots of women now saying, yes, I do. You know, so we are getting into spaces that we couldn't before. We are, we do, we do have more opportunity. It, obviously it's not equal, we know that. But, you know, yeah, I think, I think I think if I talk to my mum, she would say exactly the same. You know, she she sees what I'm doing and she's incredibly proud and, you know, maybe has a little bit of regret that she didn't pursue her career goals in the way that she wanted to, because it just wasn't the done thing. You know, if we think there's judgment now, God, there was judgment back in the seventies. So yeah, I think we definitely have it better. No, good reminder, I think, for everyone. And Kate, how do you fill your cup? What do you do um for self-care? Oh, I, I'm a big fan of massages. I have a massage a week at the very least. Uh, that's one thing I do make time for. Um, I sometimes I'm on my phone <laughs> on social media while I'm having the massage, which isn't great. But uh, yes, I have a massage. I walk my dog every morning down to the beach and get a coffee. And that's my little me time. And, you know, I watch an awful lot of Netflix. I, 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 
I have a pretty good balance. Like I do know how to look after myself. Today is Friday. And when I finish this podcast, I'm done for the day. Um, uh, we've actually got a babysitter coming tonight. I'm going out with my partner. Um, you know, again, no guilt because I, it's, we need time together too. And then, you know, a weekend with my son and it all kind of works out. Um, and yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm doing okay with the self-care. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, Kate, thank you so much for your time today. I, you've got so much energy and so much vibrancy with um, topped off as well with so many great advice and tips and everything. I could talk to you all day, but I know that you've, after this podcast, you've got definitely a lot more self-care and, and Kate time. So I just want to give a massive thanks uh, for sharing your time and advice. It has been such an honour and a privilege to, to spend this time with you. I just have to, yeah again say thank you thank you Karina and um, I think this is going to be a wonderful podcast and I can't wait to hear more fantastic thank you and enjoy your weekend thank you for listening to the working mama podcast subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Spotify or your favorite podcast catch-up I invite you also to join the working mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.